Hi guys, welcome back to the Still Here podcast with your host Susanna Gonzalez. I was kind of like rewatching other people film their podcast episodes, and I realized I'd never introduce myself. I don't know why. I just jump right into it because I feel like the people who are already listening already know who I am. But I am Susanna, if you don't know, and I am just an ordinary girl who loves Jesus with her whole heart. Well, I try with my whole heart. We aren't perfect, but yes, I currently do a whole bunch of things in my life right now, and this is one of them. This is, I was supposed to be posting on this podcast every other week, but due to what's been going on in my life lately, I've kind of been slacking. It's not that I'm not as strong, but I think if you guys replay back to one of my first episodes, which was not too long ago, because <laughs> it's only like five episodes back, but if you guys go back to one of those, um, God really has moved through my life since then. I'm honestly grateful, and I'm humbled, and I've learned so much since then, but I remember, I think I said in one of those episodes that I feel like God was let- leading me to a podcast so I can start getting used to talking longer about his word and so I can get comfortable with that and that once I like start getting comfortable that I would be able to then share his word to other people and preach and teach other people so guys last week from filming this um I taught for the first time you can say uh, I would preached about I don't want to call myself a preacher or a teacher I don't like labels but I'm just doing the will of God and what he wants me to do. So I taught about the secret place. Now, it's the first time I've ever taught in my life. So I was so used to it being like this podcast episode, but it's it's not 100% different. But it is more difficult because it's in front of people. So one, I can't cut out any audio <laughs> that I don't want to use or any ums and no k's. And my throat, I swear the enemy did not want me to speak because my throat just during that like, 40 minutes I was talking, my throat was so dry, and I could not, I was getting water like every two seconds, y'all, it was not it, but I'm thankful for everyone who came out, and I feel, it was a small group of people, which I'm okay with, I'm not complaining about, I'm thankful that they showed up, because I feel like at that moment, that is who God called to be there, so I preached about the secret place, and it not only like guided me to learn more, but it helped me get more comfortable with God's word, and how I'm going to teach people and that I don't need to be yelling at the mic <laughs> as much as I want to be yelling and screaming into the mic, casting demons out. I'm not quite there yet, but guys, deliverance broke out that day. Prophetic words were kind of coming out. I just, the move of God happened after healing broke out, deliverance broke out. And I'm so thankful that God trusts me with that authority, first of all, and even the young adults in the space. So I'm so thankful for that. And I'm so thankful that I don't go to a dead church who preaches motivational speeches, because that, yes, God wants us to motivate and trust each other, you know, but it's also like hardcore stuff that I want to be teaching others, and God knows that, so it's all God's will, though. I will be speaking more often now that I'm comfortable with it, and I know the do's and don'ts and the tips and tricks and what to do and what not to do, but I definitely think more of my calling is leaning toward deliverance ministry and healing ministry. So, yes, I'm so thankful that God led me through that whole thing because I prayed 
hard that week. I fasted that week. And it was a whole mix of emotions that week. But I'm glad I got it over with. God's been teaching me a whole lot about discipleship and being closer with Him and more intimate with Him because that's kind of what I've been lacking lately. Um, personally, I think, I mean, we can always spend time on God, you know? There should be no excuses for why we shouldn't spend time on God. So it's definitely that thing where it's like, if I'm teaching, then I got to practice what I'm preaching, you know? And that's what's kind of hard about being in leadership or like being looked at. Everyone's looked at. I said this before. Everyone's looked at in their own ways. There's always someone looking at your spiritual walk and if you're living out what you're preaching. Because if you're saying one thing on Sunday and then doing another thing the next day, then it's like, okay. And your brothers and sisters in Christ have discernment. And if you don't have discernment, then I guess you got to get in your word more and study. Yeah, the Lord has been just teaching me to practice what I'm preaching because it's it's easier said than done. And we've always heard that. I've always heard that in my life, but it's so true. Everything is easier said than done. Um, but yeah, I'm so thankful that I was able to preach the word and that I was trusted with that, not only from God, but from my peers. And that they see me growing with Christ because that just truly means a lot. Because sometimes like, my head is rambling on about 10 different things that doesn't even feel like I'm moving with God. That doesn't even seem like I'm moving. Like me delivering people from demons, me having that authority came, I'm not saying it came easy, but it came so fast with God. I've only been saved for about a year and a half-ish. And I'm so thankful for my walk in that I, like God led me to the right church, around the right people, around the right spiritual leaders at that time. Because without that, I would be at a dead church, just go on Sundays and thinking that that is good enough. God prepared me, and somehow, in some way, I just was open to that. I'd never even heard God's voice before I went to that church. I never even felt the move of God. I just knew God was something that I wanted in my life. And I don't know why I needed more, but I got what I needed, and that was Jesus Christ. So um, I feel like God wanted me... You know, this is a very last-minute podcast episode, and I don't want to seem like the type of person who's last-minute, honestly. When God just gives me a moment to be vulnerable with people around me, this is me being vulnerable. Because one thing I don't really like talking about is my feelings, because I can't explain them, honestly, unless God is... I can only truly explain my feelings to God. God knows what's wrong with me, you know? He's the only true one who should know everything that's wrong with me, but it's also important for us to open up to others, because... They're physically there too, but we can't be reliant on them being physically there. Also, like through this podcast, I feel like God was showing me to be vulnerable and to really open up about what's been going on in my life because, guys, it's been hard. Um, you know, it's like attack after attack after attack, thought after thought after thought, thinking, 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 crying, 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 anger, not anger, but like, oh, like what else now, you know? And we're not supposed to speak those words over ourselves, but, and I try my hardest not to speak anything below me because then that just means I'm setting myself that standard. So it's been hard because I've been, I don't know what it is, distracted. I've been leading my flesh lead the way kind of in a way. And I know it's my flesh. And so I'm currently in a fast right now, but by the time this goes out, I'm already going to be done fasting. It's hard, you know, making decisions, lifelong decisions for yourself. It's hard letting people go out of your life. It's hard moving seasons. And I get 
we're in another shifting realm right now spiritually because things are going to get worse for the world yes but things that just means things are going to get harder for us spiritually and so every time something shifts it's like we're gearing up to that next level we're supposed to be gearing up and if you guys did not listen to my last podcast episode talking about the prophecy about us sitting at the table i highly recommend listening to it and i always recommend that because it's so true and i see god doing that right now god is moving tables with the new bread the new wine the new holy spirit a new anointing, a heavier anointing. He wants our cups to be overflown so we continue to pour them out onto people. And many of us aren't doing that. And brothers and sisters, guys, I am scared. I am in fear of the Lord right now. I am just, Lord, teach me this. Tell me what to do because I want to live my life out for you. And if we're not living our life like that, then you're not hungry enough right now. Then you're not walking spiritually strong enough right now. And maybe there's some things that you got to, Look at guys, I've been through thick and thin the last two months and I'm still so hungry for God because I know God is the same today, yesterday, forever. He is the same God. God is the only thing that's been consistent in my life. So why am I going to move the one thing that's consistent, the one thing that never changes in my life just because I want to cry one day, just because I want to listen to my feelings one day. And yes, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. And sometimes I do steer the wrong way. And That's when I catch myself. I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm sorry I did this. Let me get right back on track for you. And that's literally what I'm doing right now. Me filming this podcast is me being disciplined with myself, me not scrolling through my phone. I deleted social media for a little bit. I'm also fasting food and social media because my flesh needs to be dead. And as harsh as that sounds, guys, lately I have not been satisfied with nothing. I have not been satisfied with talking to people. I have not been satisfied with the, the excuses I hear. I'm not satisfied with my prayer life i'm not satisfied with the food that i'm eating i'm literally not satisfied with anything because there could be more i'm not saying there could be more food i'm saying there could be more of jesus we can be feeding for jesus we can be feeding on him the living word of god because brianna sent me this like TikTok, and i was like whoa like this just explains how deep how deep the bible is like we can read it in plain english but then we also gotta remember that it's interpreted from hebrew language so once we read it in Hebrew, literally like the first sentence of the word of God, and it says, I am the word, in Genesis 1.1, if we turn to that, it says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and the darkness covered the deep waters, and the spirit of the Lord is faced with waters. Then let there be light, and there was light, and God's light was called in the darkness. So... I'm not going to read the whole thing because I said Genesis 1-1, which it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Guys, it says that in the Second Testament, too. It says that, I think, in, it's not in Matthew. I don't believe it's in Matthew, but Mark, I believe, or John. And in Mark, it says, It began. I'm living, I'm reading the New Living Testament. And it's so, lately, so I'm doing this Bible plan currently. My mind is everywhere right now. I feel fire of God right now. <laughs> I feel like talking about everything that's been going on in my life. But I can't. But, God willing. Anyways, I've been reading the second, the first testament. Because I've kind of read through the second testament, basically the gospels over and over again. Because I like Acts. I like being in the Acts church. God led me to do the Bible plan for reading his word in 90 days. So that's what I'm doing. Going strong 16 days. It's just crazy how comparison and contrasting, like the two, there's so many similar verses in each and every single one of them. I never realized how much Moses was like Jesus. And I never really studied characters like that. 
but Moses was literally like Jesus. Moses was one the one that God sent out to set his people and Israelite the Israelites free. But they complained and complained and complained. Just as we complained and complained and complained, but we got Jesus who says free. Amen. That's good. Anyways, Brianna sent me this TikTok and she broke it down Hebrew letters. And then she broke down the Hebrew letters into another sentence. And then another sentence broke down to another sentence. And it was like a whole different sentence. And it says, in the beginning, I sent my son to die for all sin. That's in Genesis 1-1 if you really dive deep into it. It's crazy because God's plans stayed the same from the beginning. Obviously, God didn't want us to be led into sin. God didn't want us to be deceived by the enemy, the serpent, by the tree, Adam and Eve, you know apple but it happened and there's so many people in our lives complaining that they're so good and evil why is there why did god let us live in a world full of evil god already tried wiping us out once but he kept that covenant with abraham by sending the rainbow saying that he was not going to burn or flood people again until this the coming of his son which is jesus christ um comes back and it's going to be fire it's not going to be water so it's literally going to be burning hell but, anyways, that's just what I want to say. Like, dive deeper into your word, guys, because it's so helpful. And it really has been opening up my eyes to, like, how much I, like, today I'm reading Deuteronomy. I read Deuteronomy. Oh, wait, not Deuteronomy. Where am I? I'm way past Deuteronomy. I was reading that. And it's like, keep my Ten Commandments. Keep my rules. Because then you will have a blessed life. It's not... And then, but it also says, if you don't keep my rules, then blah, 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 you won't have a good life. And we all understand that. And through that, God was showing me that I'm not, like, obviously I obey his rules. Like, obviously I want to obey God as much as I can. But me, when I don't, when I slightly don't take the right word from God, and I'm like, okay, Lord, la, 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 I'm in my own world, free will, I get my, what I want, you know? He's like, bro, you are like 10,000 steps back from where you were. I'm going to help you still, but it's because you didn't listen to me. You didn't obey me. You didn't keep my word. You didn't trust me in that time. And honestly, guys, that's what I've been struggling with is trusting the Lord. Because honestly, y'all, let me just explain what's been going on in my life. And I don't want to keep bringing it up because I don't want it to seem like I'm complaining about it. But honestly, it's not me complaining. It's just me bringing like awareness to the situation and me telling myself that everything is still okay because God has it. And I just want to speak to anyone who's going through any financial struggle because I've been there. I've done that. I was negative money last year in my bank account for about three months. Somehow I was still paying the bills and somehow I was getting food for the house. It was truthfully, I think it's because of the people I was hanging out with. Not because they were making me spend my money every day. It was because the Lord told me over and over again to stop hanging out with them. And so since I trusted my money at the time, and me going out with them every night, and me driving everywhere, God said, if you don't want to listen to me, then I'm going to have to make you struggle a little bit so you can learn how to trust me and really lean on to me. And it was those times when I remember going out of the store. I was negative. I knew I was negative. But somehow my card worked. Somehow I walked out with bags of food. And I just cried in my card, card, cried in my car. And I was like, thank you, Lord, because I know I don't have money. I know I did not have this money for food, although I'm more like negative because my bank can only let me go so far negative. I wasn't way off. Like, 
you know the thing about banks bro they be like charging you so like negative 10 and then they charge you 50 dollars for like being negative so it's like ugh. so it was like just kept adding because of those fees it wasn't because i was spending money like that but it's just because i couldn't keep my money or the money because it's not mine it's god's and that was so humbling to me because i was like damn like what do I need to do, Lord? Obviously, I didn't obey for three months. It was hard for me to listen to God and be like, okay, this is really your will. You don't want me to hang out with these people. You don't want me to go out. You want me to hang out with you more. So it was through when I was buying food to hang out with the Lord. That was when I was, I wouldn't say racking up my money, but I was definitely more well off than I was before because I was spending that time with the Lord, because I was spending it for the Lord. Obviously, I was giving it to the company, but I was like, okay, here's this. I'm going to go spend time with the lord and eat my chipotle at the park and i miss those times honestly but it's little things like that that the lord appreciates and he will bless those times because he knows that that is you getting closer to him i don't know why i just went on that rant but just trust the lord with your finances and just take him on dates because i need to start doing that again because i feel like when i was taking god on dates or like when not necessarily dates because that sounds weird but just spending time with the Lord outside of my home, just me and him and his creation is literally all I think about. I'm like, wow, Lord, let me take a picture of this. Let me take a picture of this Bible verse. Not because I want to show off. It's because for me, excuse me, for me, the photography is one thing that God glorifies to me. So that's why I'm always taking pictures of everything, anyone, because I love photos. Because photos tell a story to me. But for you, it may be journaling, which was also for me. I love journaling. And maybe for you, it's riding your bike. It's whatever you do as a hobby, fit the Lord into that and he will complete it. He will make it be the most satisfying thing you can ever do for yourself and for him to grow closer. Anyways, that's a whole rant. Back to the shift. See, I've been learning a lot and the shift has been rough because during the shift, uh, my car broke down. So my car is currently not running. I still have a loan that I still need to pay off on it, which is not a lot. So I'm not I'm thankful that I'm able to pay it off. But I would much rather be able to sell it and get rid of it. But I don't have the title to do that. So it's like a whole back and forth thing. The Lord, thankfully, after many, many prayers, and if I obey God's will and what he wants to do in my life, he will bless me with the car. He already told me what kind of car it's going to be and the one I can afford and the one I've been looking at most reliable car so i'm like lord okay i know which car you want me to get so now it's a matter of time if i how i'm gonna get by so i'm gonna start taking the bus which is really humbling to me i'm not saying the bus is like bad but i haven't been on the bus in years and i grew up with that honestly i grew up taking the bus everywhere i went even to my dad's who was like living on colfax and stuff like that i took the bus from arvada like lakewood type of thing it's so humbling to like for me to get back to those roots but i feel like during those times is when god's wanted me to reach more people probably and i told brianna today because there's always so i live kind of i work downtown denver so there's jehovah witnesses always down there and i see them every day when i'm off of work but i'm not supposed to approach them in my work uniform but honestly i'm kind of getting tired of it because anything for god at this point so i think it's through that god is going to let me walk down union station and be like, talk to them about me. Talk to them about the truth. Because Jehovah Witnesses, if you don't know, they just stand outside, tell you that they don't really know any information. They know about God, kind of, but they read a whole different like doctrine. They read a whole different book. So 
And this book was made so early on. It wasn't, not early on, but later on, I should say. So this doctrine kind of goes back to the Bible, but not really. It's like man-made. It's not godly made. It's not God speaking through people. It's just a man writing a whole bunch of things down. So they stand outside with signs and then they give you like, so when you ask questions, they just give you the website to go to and you can read, which isn't obviously reliable. And I've been asking for a lot of strength and a lot of prayer and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, anyway, I don't remember all about that, but now I'm going to the bus and it, Honestly, I'm fine with it. I've always wanted to, so it's whatever. But it's just hard because I hate asking people for things. And I think the Lord is also letting me go to that because I don't like asking anyone for anything. Because if I'm not on their mind, then why am I going to ask you for anything? I've been so giving and God's like, if why can't people give to you too? You know, you you give a lot. You know, you have a big heart. So you can, you can give, you can ask, and you will receive, right? So... I've been asking for rides, and I hate it because that's the last thing I want to do. I never realized how much I need to be driven around places until now. My car was so needed in my life, and the Lord knows that, but it's humbling because I have to sit down and really just spend time with God and thank Him for literally everything I have because anything like that can happen to anybody at any given moment. A car can break down you at any given moment. I think it was also... The words I was speaking over myself to that time because I was like, oh, I don't like my car. I want a new one. Everyone else will get a new one. Like, I want a new one, Lord. And then I was probably being ungrateful. Like, obviously, there'd be times where I was like, I love my car. You know, I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful I don't got to walk everywhere. But most of the time I was complaining about it because I didn't like the way it looked. So I think through that, God has humbled me. <laughs> it made me realize like, hey, it's not about what a car gets you to point A to point B. It's not matter because the more prettier it looks, the more expensive it's going to be. So, whatever. But I'm not saying you can't have nice things in kingdom of heaven or walking with God. So, my car's been a problem. And there's been a whole other problem with people in my life. It hurts, especially when you know you're not ready for things. Or I don't know how deep I want to talk into this. Sometimes I don't know if I'm making the right decisions or the wrong decisions. And that's why I've been in prayer trying to come humbly before the Lord, because I don't want to miss what God has for me, and I don't want the distractions, especially in today's world, today's society. It's hard not to be distracted, but God is always preparing us for something new, and that's why we can't be too reliant on people to do things for us or to make us feel a certain way, because God's will can change any second, and letting go of people is Something I should be used to by now on my walk with Christ because of how many friendships I've let go, how many people I've outgrown. And it's not me belittling them. Sometimes I think God sends me into people's lives so that I can heal them in that way, so I can teach them the way, the truth in life, which is Jesus, and to make them more faithful and strong. And then God's like, okay, you did your works, now it's time to go. You know, and it's hard for me because sometimes then it makes me think like, oh, I'm not really actually meant to be with this person or be in this person's life and once I realize that it hurts because then that's like the attachment you know and that's why sometimes I get scared to get attached to people because the Lord has done that in my life so many times where I've talked to a certain amount of people for like three four months and that's a pretty long time I would say it's like nine it's 90 days talking plus more maybe 
getting attached, getting to know them, helping them with their walk with Christ. And then God's like, okay, they're grown. It's time to go again. And that hurts a lot. And I know that it's not always God's will for me to leave. But sometimes I feel like I can't grow if I don't leave. And maybe that's a problem I need to work through. It's not really something to mess around with. It's not really something to belittle my my calling just to hang with someone or to be around someone. And for so long, I tried to like ignore my emotions, try to ignore what God is telling me, what the Spirit is telling me. But there's only so long I can hold on to those things. I've met so many Christians in my life, and it's amazing. But also gets hard because then you don't know if they're sent from the enemy or sent from God. But when times get hard, I compare my life to Job kind of. Because I'm like, Job was faithful through all of that. I can remain faithful through what I'm going through now. If we just miss one thing, if we miss one mark with God, like I said, it can set us 10 steps back. God, God's kingdom is soon. You know, not once. I literally told my sister, if you told me back in high school that five years later, that people are going to get chips inside of them and that God is coming soon, I wouldn't have obviously believed because I, I didn't know. And that's how I feel when I talk to new believers or when God sends me out to talk to people because all these people I talk to have such a high potential with God if they use it, if they want it. And the people, every time I talk to people, they're like, you're so strong with your faith. Help me to get like you. Help me to be like you. And it's an honor, yes. But I think sometimes people mismark how hard it is to pick up your word daily, to wake up with Christ on your mind every day. Because even if I don't wake up with God in my mind every day, the first thing, if it's not about God, then I already feel discouraged. I feel like I let him loose. I let him go. I, I let him down. Obviously, it's not the case, but I'm just so strong. And people don't really realize that how hard it is to pick up your cross daily to be a disciple to i'm not getting persecuted every day and i'm thankful for that but spiritually i'm getting attacked every day is a spiritual battle and it's not easy it's easier being a lukewarm christian it's easier having that life it's easier to barely make it into eternal life but one thing i've also been hearing hearing a lot lately is that god is going to reward us and if those rewards aren't coming down on earth today if they're not physical or spiritual rewards on, in this physical realm, the earth, then that means that the work we're doing now is just investments for when we get to heaven. So it's like cryptocurrency, kind of, when you when the stock market. You, you put your money in now that you have, hoping for something bigger in return. But you have to work hard. You have to watch it daily. You have to... Be very specific about what you're doing in the stock market daily, day in and out, weekly, monthly, how much you're taking in, how much you're putting out, type of thing, if you're trading this or that. And obviously, at that right moment, those investments are either going to be a big win or a low ball. And so me doing the work, works does not get you into heaven. Claiming Jesus and salvation does. But if you want more in heaven than being just a normal person in heaven, then the investments, the work that you're doing here, the souls that you're saving here through God, not through yourself, but through God, the, the people you're setting free, the people you're sharing the gospel to, the people you were just with every single day. Guys, I just realized that my microphone was clicking and it shut off on me, so I'm so sorry in advance if you heard all of that. 
And even if you can hear the background noise, y'all, I still have not even, like, invested into this. It's not because I don't want to. I want to. But I don't think it's God's will because he's already working through this. People are already listening to it. So, it's through that. I was preaching, y'all. The Holy Spirit was flowing through me and the mic decided to die. Uh, Of course, the enemy would do that. Uh, It was so good. But basically, I was saying, if you want, if you're just thinking like that, thinking like, oh, I'm going to do this because Susanna said that um, I can get a greater reward in heaven, then you're not doing it from your heart. You're just doing it because you want to do it. And then I said, if you want to just continue to do it, then you may as well just do it for the world. You may as well just start trading your money in the stock market for the world. You may as well try to grow your money for the world if you're doing that. Because if you want to do that, then that's just basically you living your heart out for the world, trying to be and living for God. Obviously, saving lives are cool. Saving souls for eternity is cool. But one thing God showed me today, he opened up my eyes to some Amazonian that I never even talked to today. And... He opened up my eyes to him, and he said, that is my child, too. And I just snapped out of it, and I was like, we Christians, we walk around like we're God's children. Obviously, we're God's children. Obviously, he wants us to walk around like that. But sometimes we walk around like we're a little bit better than everyone. Like, we're a little prideful. Like, oh, I get eternal life. Blah, blah, blah. You don't even know what Jesus is. But I'm like, knowing that that guy doesn't know Jesus like I do, knowing that that guy doesn't feel the presence of God like I do, knowing that that guy doesn't speak in tongues, that guy does not know the presence of God, that guy doesn't know how to pray, open my eyes. Jesus said, I, God said I still love him. God said that he created him. And I looked at that. And the first time in my life, I felt love for someone else who I never even met, don't even know his name. I seen him so beautiful, so pure. I didn't even know him. I didn't even talk to him. I just looked at him. But all those thoughts just ran through my mind all at once. And I think that's true humility. Realizing, trying to look at people the way God sees them. Because we can get so deceitful with our heart. Say this person's ugly, I don't like them, blah, 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 blah. But that's what the world offers. What God offers is love and peace and happiness, joyfulness. He offers a fruit. And people aren't going to talk to you. If your fruit isn't lived out by your faith, by your spiritual walk. Many of us can put a Bible verse in our bios, have it on our screensavers. Say we love God, wear a t-shirt that says I love you, God. Jesus loves you, you know. That's what I was doing, thinking that was me evangelizing. Sure, it's a start. I'm not belittling anyone who does that. But we got to step it up, guys. We have to step it up in God's kingdom. We Lately, God's also been teaching me to pray for others. Because I have everything I need. He's already heard my cries. He heard my worries. He heard my anxieties. And he's already taken it away from me by his blood. He's taken it away. The time he was on that cross, he took it away. God has been answering my prayers more. Because I've been praying for people. By love. Because I genuinely love them. I genuinely want to see them grow with God. So many of us get so selfish, so prideful about what we don't have. But if we just sit and compare our lives to others the rest of our life, then we're not going to fully submit to God. We're not going to fully walk in the calling that God has for us. I don't even know what I'm rambling on about because I was supposed to be talking about the shift, but 
I think the Lord is basically wanting me to talk about humility and how important it is to do the little things. And when I see my brother and sister in Christ struggling, I get so sad. And that's why you see me, I feel like I've asked, I'm always asking my brother and sister in Christ, how are you doing? And they say, good. But I say, how are you doing spiritually? Because how are you doing is different from how are you doing spiritually. Because I don't like knowing that my brothers and sisters in Christ are struggling. I don't like that I can see their gifts, but they can't see theirs. And maybe some people feel that about me, but saddens me. Because I know how strong and powerful these women and men are in God's kingdom. And we are still so worried about these little things. You know, God God showed me his glory. And it was so beautiful. Well, it saddened me, actually, because... I don't know if you guys ever saw The Passion of Christ. But I remember it was two weeks ago. I was like sitting in my room crying about guys. About why I'm going through the things I'm going through. And why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. And relationships and stuff like that. Things I was glorifying before God. Things I was thinking of before God. So God sat me down. I sat down and I said, Lord, I don't want to sit here and just cry. I want to see. I want to feel something because... I know there's more than just what I'm crying over. So I sat there. I don't know how long I was sitting there for, honestly. And in the Passion of the Christ, it's when Jesus is hung up on the cross. And he takes his last breath. He looks up, takes his last breath, and looks down. Guys, I kid you not, I've seen Jesus take his last breath. I heard it, and it was so fast. But in that moment, God just showed me that. The only man I should be worried about is Jesus. I shouldn't be worried. And this goes for the women out there who are crying over guys. The only man you should be worried about is Jesus. Because Jesus died for you. Jesus laid his life out for you. And that humbled me that day. It made me get up and say, I'm so sorry, Lord, for complaining. Complain about all these little things. Complain about why I need to fast. Complain about why I need to do this, that, that. Why I feel burnt out. He gets that it's hard. It says that in his word. It says that he knows that we are in this world and it's wicked and it's going to be hard trials. He understands that. Jesus went through that. But Jesus also died for you. Jesus forgiven you. Jesus gave you grace. Jesus gave you love, peace, happiness. Jesus gave you everything that no man can give you. Sure, man can give you some of it. But Jesus gave me all of it. And I even took that for granted because I told my sister about it. And she was like, wow, I wish I could see stuff like that. And I was like, dang, I'm over here praying that God shows me his glory. And he shows me it. And a part of me is like, eh, that hurts. I, took, I went home that night and I was like, I'm so sorry, Lord, that I took your glory for granted. I'm sorry that I took your word for granted. I'm sorry that I've been praying for people more than I'm praying. I'm praying about me more than I'm praying for people around me. And... Guys, I get it. It gets hard. I get it. I've been walking through it. I've been walking through it every single day. The hardships. Me getting up an extra 30 minutes just to pray and read is hard. Me getting up to even go run is hard. Me fasting when I'm getting skinny, guys. And I'm worried. But it's all for the glory of God. Fasting three days is hard. Just water, hard. You feel weak. You feel angry. All these emotions come out. My skin starts breaking out more. 
but it's raising up my spirit to become a warrior. The warrior that God has called me to be. Me praying for you guys is hard. Honestly, last young adults, I remember walking up to Josh and I was like, okay, I'm done. He's like, do you want to pray for what you were talking about? And a part, my flesh didn't want me to pray. It didn't want to pray. Why? Because I thought I was done. Because the flesh wanted to be done. The flesh is like, no, I already did what I did. But God said, grab the mic and go pray for the people. And it wasn't until I took that step, guys, that deliverance broke out. It wasn't until that step of faith that I took that my prayers were being more powerful, that the Holy Spirit moved so hard in that place. Obviously, it says in his words, when two or more gather in my name, there I will be. But when you're asking God for the authority, when you're asking God for these little things, these little gifts, he will give them to you at the right given time. You have to just obey him when he says go. Just do it. Because my flesh didn't want to do it. But if I, did, if, I, if I didn't pray that night, I don't think the people who got deliverance wouldn't have had deliverance. Or wouldn't have gotten fully freed from what they got freed from. Wouldn't have had the clarity that they had. And I'm not saying that, oh, Susanna, I did that. Like, I'm that girl, you know? I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that God used my voice in that time. There would be multiple times where God was speaking to me during young adults and he said go grab the mic and go go speak my word and I said no lord I don't want to do that right now because I'm scared he said okay then I'm going to give him what I just want what I just told you I'm going to give it to him and once he said exactly what the lord told me I said man I missed my step I missed that check mark because I was too scared we can't be scared of anyone we can't be falling for feelings for anyone we must repent daily of any sin. I've been doing that lately. I'm like, Lord, I don't know what sin I'm living in. I don't think I'm living in sin. But if there's anything, wipe me clean from it and m- m- let me move on from it. Because that's when the enemy will try to creep up and grab you from your past. That's when the enemy tries to make you dwell on the past. And that is when discernment comes in. I was watching a sermon today. And it was about how to hear God's voice. I didn't fully watch it, but this this quote that it was Vlad from Hungry, Hungry Gen Church. He said, your closeness to God gives you discernment. And your discernment protects you from your deception. That's so powerful. That's a powerful, powerful quote. Discernment leads us to the right way. Our deception is what our hearts want. And obviously in the word it says multiple times, do not listen to your heart because your heart is deceived. My heart wants so much right now, but my spirit doesn't want what my heart wants. Sometimes they align, yes, but that's when discernment comes along, if that's truly God's will. I'm going to wrap this up tonight. I need clarity in my life, guys. You need probably clarity in your life, but we just got to keep. I encourage you guys to just keep in your word and keep giving. Keep giving it all to God. It's hard to pick up your cross daily. It's hard seeing your friends get the blessings you want. It's hard seeing your friends get the gifts you want, get the things you want. It's hard seeing that type of stuff, and I get it. I've been there. We've all been there. But if you're not praying for them, then you're not really, like, I'm not saying you're not going to receive your full blessings, but praying for them humbles you through the process. 
praying for them lets God move through your life more because you're not focused on just you. You're focused on your neighbors. And God says, love your neighbors as yourself. So if I love myself to pray for myself each night and then I expect my friends to pray for me when I text them and then I'm not praying for them when they text me to pray for them, then it's just like I'm deceiving. I'm deceiving them. I'm, I'm robbing them of the prayer that they asked me for. They trusted me and they opened up to me about that and I'm robbing them of the prayer because I don't want to pray for them. Sure, you can text back and be like, okay, yeah, I'll pray for you. But one thing that God's been showing me through that, when people ask me for prayer, pray at that moment. No matter where you are, pray. In your head, God hears your thoughts and he would much rather hear your voice, yes. But through that, God has been answering prayers faster when I pray for them on the spot. I'm not kidding you guys. When I ask you guys for prayers, I'm not... Sometimes I do forget. And yes, I'm being for real. That's why I write them down. And I know I have people I need to pray for tonight. You start walking in more authority when you start praying for people. When you start interceding for people. So start being what God has called you to do. Start being that. And if you don't know your purpose, pray for it. Ask God for the discernment when he gives you that. So that you know if it's his will or not. And knowing your purpose is so big because if we don't know our purpose, then what are we chasing? We're chasing a big God with no purpose. And that's kind of us just throwing God in a box saying, I don't know my purpose, Lord. So I'm just going to go on uh, church every Sunday and claim that you're my Lord and Savior. Because I don't know my purpose. Guys, once you find your purpose, everything in life is going to, it's not going to be smooth because in Matthew it says it, the road is long and, and narrow. But with God, anything is possible. He makes the impossible possible. So good night, you guys. Um, I hope whenever you're listening to this, I hope God blesses you with whatever you're asking for in prayer. I want to close in prayer because I didn't even, I prayed to myself, but I didn't pray aloud. So if you guys want to close your eyes as you're listening so dear heavenly father shall your will be done on earth as it is in heaven lord i pray that my brothers and sisters in christ who are asking for prayer who are asking for blessings lord god i pray that you bless them i pray that through this podcast lord through this episode through this audio that they're listening to wherever they may be lord god i feel that they feel the touch of the holy spirit like i do right now lord i pray for the fire of the holy spirit over their lives lord god i pray that whatever is on their heart that they need to let go of lord i pray that they let it go and give it to you father just as you let me let, let it go, Lord, I know that you can wa- walk through, through that, Lord God. Those who are asking for visions, Lord God, I know that you've given me visions, Lord God, so I know you can bless some with visions, Heavenly Father. Those who are asking for your word to be stronger in their lives, Lord God, I pray that you just do so, Lord God. I pray that the gifts of the prophetic start coming out, Lord God, and the giftings of vision start coming out, Father God. Those who are asking to hear your voice, Lord God, that they start reading your word and understand it, and then you will move, Father God. And I believe that by faith, Lord God. I pray that you just continue to bring financial blessings to my brothers and sisters, whoever may be struggling with a job. Holy Father, I pray that you just bring that to them, Lord. Just as you brought everything to me, Lord God, bring it back to them three times fold, Lord God. Those who are faithfully giving each week, Lord God, I pray that you just Bless them, Lord God, as it says in your word, Father. And those who are giving offering, plus more, Father, just bless them, Lord God. It's not just about the money, Lord, but it's all for you, Lord. And I pray whoever is struggling with find their purpose, Lord God, that you reveal them to them tonight, Father God. Heavenly Father, I just pray that my brother and sister knows that they are not alone. 
that they are heard, seen, and loved. Loved by you, seen by you, heard by you. But, Lord, I pray that you just send them the right people at the right time. That they are not alone during this process. And although it may seem lonely, it may feel rocky, their faith might get loose a little bit, Lord, but I know you can pull them out. Because when I was in that bathtub, Lord, you pulled me out. As that man with the mat, you told him to get up and walk. So as you did that to him, Lord God, I know you can do the same for those who need it, Father God. I pray that you're just meeting all of our needs and not just our wants, but all for your will, Father God. Like I said earlier, shall your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Father. Lord, that we are not just working just for the good works in heaven, but we are working to save your children, Lord. And I pray that for boldness to rise in my brothers and sisters. I pray that prayers start being answered, that the giftings of tongues start keep speaking out, that the Holy Spirit fire just continues to arise through each and every person who is listening right now, Lord. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for my, my patient brother and sister in Christ listening and obeying to what you have called them to listen to, Father. I pray that this podcast episode reaches whoever it may need to reach at this time, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for sending me here to speak about this today, Lord. And I pray that this opened many minds, many hearts, Lord. Don't let us be deceived, Lord God, but let us learn discernment under your will, Father. Thank you for all. Thank you for a blessed day. Thank you for your love, your joy, your fruit, Lord. Thank you for it all. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for each breath. Thank you for it all. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast episode. I pray that God just blesses you to do this. And I just really want to help you guys grow more. Not just by seeing me in person, but by listening to the voice of what God is wanting me to speak on and open up about. And know that you're not alone during this process. I thank you guys for listening again. Please like and subscribe. Follow my social media, Susanna Gonzalez. I do photography on the side, so if you ever need photography, let me know. Photos by Susanna, little plug there. I appreciate you guys for listening, truly. Good night, and God bless you.